This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Don't call it a comeback by Baker Mayfield, even though he's on his fourth team uh, in his NFL career. But what an impressive win and performance by him as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers move on to the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Ed Egros, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth here with you. The Buccaneers opened as seven-point dogs to Detroit, but on BetMGM, it has moved to Lions minus six. The total has gone up to 46 and a half to 48 and a half. Clearly, there is additional respect for these Buccaneers, Joe. Uh, well, yeah, I guess. I guess there should be. Uh, like, should there be? I don't know. It was. Should that was the spot. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. I mean, isn't. Okay, so if we power rank the teams uh, going into the playoffs, the Eagles were in the. Like what Joe G was saying, where would would you agree with what he was saying about the Eagles being? I think he said bottom three, bottom three. Yeah, probably. Uh, you know, yeah. And, I mean, even though the Buccaneers were dogs there, at the same time, like that offense was also broken over the last couple of weeks, and all of right. a sudden they started to figure it out. And I think, I think probably that's the part that exceeded my expectations. Like I was wondering if we were just going to see an awful game, and it only was because it was lopsided. It wasn't because we had two bad offenses going up against each other. Yeah, and and always with the Eagles, the other part is, okay, how much is the Bucks, and how much is just everything that's a complete disaster because right. they don't do anything well on the defensive side. It's just, mm-hmm. uh, it's just a mess. I mean, even show favorite, Kate Otten, 8 for 89. Mm-hmm. He's awesome. It's awesome. We talked about that being a possibility. I think his uh, prop was like in the mid-20s, and he ended up going for mm-hmm. 89. They couldn't stop the run. They couldn't stop Baker. God, they were awful. So I get the respect, but then I'll – Okay, now we're going to step up in class a little bit. This is going to be a uh, a much different scene. And, and I'm not someone who's, you know, backing Detroit all the time, but we saw this in week six, and that was a three-point spread at Tampa Bay. So you change venues. So it was Detroit minus three there. And now I saw six and a half last night. Is that too much? Ooh. Yeah, I would definitely be on the Bucks at six and a half. I even think it's a little rich at six. I mean, yeah, I know there's a lot of Lions love and the Dan Campbell stuff, and I like the Lions probably the most out of anyone on this show. But at six or six, six and a half, yeah. or if it got to seven, I would one hundred percent be on the Bucks. 
I would definitely consider it because I think it's just too much Lions love. And they only beat the Rams by one, you know? I mean, it's not like they're this dominant team. I think they're a popular, fun team, and maybe we're putting a little too much stock into the Lions with this number. Here's my question for you guys. We saw the Buccaneers apply a ton of pressure against Jalen Hurts, and I made the argument that this offensive line, it will be retooled whether Philadelphia likes it or not because of the Jason Kelsey news. Uh, But definitely it went from a strength to a weakness almost overnight. So my question is this. This Buccaneers, they blitzed a lot, applied a lot of pressure, and we've seen Jared Goff in the past not play well when under siege. And Mm -hmm. even though he's had some great spurts this year, I wonder if this is sustainable because normally when a quarterback is playing under pressure, those aren't sticky statistics from one game to the next, one season to the next. If Jared Goff has figured something out, great. But if he hasn't though, if he can succumb to pressure or he does rather, I wonder if this does give Tampa Bay a massive advantage here. And the defense that we saw yesterday is the defense that we're going to see going forward, regardless of the matchup. So I think a lot of people are going to overreact to golf's at home. He's indoors. Mm -hmm. Look what he did against them in week six, 353 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. And that might be part of the reason we got the six, six and a half. I would argue that Tampa Bay's defense is healthier now, which is why they're playing better. And when they played forever ago, that was the start of a four-game losing streak for the Bucs. They were playing awful ball, and they've now won six of seven games. So I, I, I look more at how teams are trending right now than how they played two to three months ago. You know, like with the Baltimore game, people are going to constantly reference what happened in week one. Does it matter? Does it matter at all? Like that was so long ago. It was C.J. Stroud's first career start. And, yeah, they didn't win. They didn't cover. But I don't know that it matters when it comes to this weekend. Um, and that's where I'm at with this game. I think you guys are right. Like, well, I'm not laying the six, six and a half with, Tampa, with Detroit. I'll tell you that. It, uh, it's bucks or nothing. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing about this Lions defense. They did step up, and I think they're a big reason why they beat the Rams. But they have been suspect, and that's what makes me nervous about them covering this big number at six. It's like, which version of the Lions defense is going to show up? Oh, that's and that's a good question. <laughs> I, I mean, that's yeah. that's just it, though. Like, it, this Lions defense has left something to be desired. And like I've said before, in terms of trying to track down a Super Bowl champion, you need one of your groups to be elite. Number one in the NFL, because we're talking about championships here. The other side of the football needs to be at least average. And this has been the biggest question that I've had about Detroit pretty much all season long. Yeah, Jared Goff can play well. Yeah, the rushing attack's great. Ben Johnson's wonderful. All that good stuff. How's the defense, though? Can it be average? That's all we're asking for. Can it be at least average? And I'm not sure it is yet. And especially going up against Baker Mayfield and company, like, look, whatever you think about Baker Mayfield, whatever. Mike Evans is there. Chris Godwin is there. And Cade Otten is there. Fear them all, Joe. Should. You should. Yeah, no, at times this Lions defense is just pathetic. Pathetic. Mm -hmm. So uh, this total of 48 and a half, second highest total of the weekend. That's a little surprising. In a, in a Tampa Bay game, that it's the second highest total of the weekend. 
but I kind of understand it. Controlled environment. Detroit's defense has issues. God, man, I I would just have a tough time. Is this going to be a teaser play by people? Oh, I just need the lines to win. I'm not doing Six. it. I'm just saying, will some people bet it? Mm-hmm. Math. Yes. I, I'm out well, of teasers. I'm you not can't, change my mind. You can't. <laughs> oh, I'm not betting it. But yeah, I, I said that yesterday. Yeah. But uh, I'm saying <laughs> what some people are going to do. Um, right. You can't tease San Francisco, Baltimore. Some people are wrong. <laughs> but you're going to. Yeah, right. You're going to tease yeah. Kansas City. And then you need another one. I guess they would go to Detroit. Mm-hmm. Maybe so. An AFC teaser I'd be more comfortable with in general because you're not touching eight, you're not touching zero by any stretch. And of course, look, it's a playoff game, so you can't end in a tie. So I suppose there's some value there, I guess. Uh, but like how many NFL playoff games have gone into double overtime in our lives? Like it's it's a rarity. So I I would not do this. If it gets back to six and a half or seven, then you have an argument, but it's six. Like the math just isn't in your favor as far as that's All concerned. So I'd prefer like an AFC teaser. To me, Are we saying that we're living in a world where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers can be playing in the NFC Championship game? Is that what we're saying? Yes. There's a path for that. That is correct. Jesus. There is a path for that. What a year. The Baker Mayfield resurgence. And it's crazy. I am I am curious to see if Ed's theory uh, proves to be true. I mean, I think it is with the Ravens and Niners, but talking about one side, either offense or defense being dominant or ranking at the top of the league, because we've got several teams left. The Bucks, uh, Texans, uh, Lions, even Chiefs, who are not that great on either side. They're not one, two, three, four, or five. Um, Mm -hmm. maybe the chiefs a little bit better, but there's only a few teams left that are super dominant offensively or defensively. And that's why I think in the NFC, why the 49ers are now not, they were nine and a half point favorites. Now they're 10 point favorites against green Bay. And even if you buy into the idea that Jordan love is on this massive uptick and he can play at an elite level, like he could be one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL. Even if you believe this, the 49ers mm-hmm. should still be favored uh, by a sizable number just because they do just about everything well. I know we talked about this a, a good bit yesterday, uh, but I'd like to kind of reopen this question when we're talking about both the 49ers uh, and the other game here, where it is possible that the Packers, 10-point dogs, they have the better quarterback in Jordan Love, and Tampa Bay, as six-point dogs, they might have the better quarterback in Baker Mayfield. Do you buy into this, Joe? That they could meet or just the better quarterback part? That the better quarterback is getting points in both matchups. Um, I think it's pretty neutral with Tampa Bay and Detroit. Okay. And that, yes, the way he's playing, since we're going to put more into the second half, yes, Jordan Love is the better quarterback. If he were in that situation, they would be much better. I think it's pretty close between Tampa Bay and Detroit, and I would actually give the nod uh, to Goff. Okay, fair enough. What do you think, Aaron? Better I think Goff as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, I would also. I think Goff in this situation. Um, it, yeah, I would just go Goff here. Okay. <laughs> 
No, no, no. It's, I mean, more experience, you know, working with Ben Johnson, all that stuff. They, you know, it makes sense to me. I would say, though, I think I trust the wide receivers for Tampa Bay just a little bit more. And maybe that's just oh, because yeah. I'm a humongous fan of Mike Evans. I think that yes. means something here. I don't know if it's enough for me to, you know, back the dogs in this one. But at least it gives me some pause where I go, okay, there is a path for this offense to score just a bunch of points. And at least it makes sense why the total has gone up by two points. And I wouldn't be surprised if it continues to skyrocket, given conditions indoors, all of that stuff. Maybe they do keep up in a shootout. I think there very much is a path for that. And that's probably where I am, uh, you know, sort of answering the uh, quarterback question, Joe. Yeah, so it's interesting. I'd, I'd agree with you that the receivers are better on Tampa Bay. The run game's better on Detroit. Uh, the big mm-hmm. uglies better on the Lions. Um, it's you know, quarterback, it's rather tight end, since Laporta's out there last week, is going to be out there next week. Like They have the advantage there. The Lions do, even over Otten. So it's, even it's, over Otten? Yes, th- there's a lot of uh, a push and pull as where, where the advantages lie. And then we're sitting here at six. Like, should it really be six? And we have questions about that Lions defense. Like, no, I don't think right. it should be six at all. But, uh, yeah, I'm curious where this goes. Just seeing six and a half, I don't think it touches seven. I I would be surprised if there are six and a halves out there throughout the week. Right. You know, on the, the Green Bay-San Francisco one, though, it's like I want to take Green Bay. I really do. Mm-hmm. I just can't get past one thing. And it's maybe it's over, oversimplifying it. Just – Shanahan against Joe Barry. It's just it could <laughs> get so ugly. And that also feeds into our point yesterday about playing the over in the spot. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was so worried about the Joe Barry thing and then I was wrong. Uh, but maybe that just means they're due. Because I don't know. That was, how long is that going to last? Up. It was kind of right. like, a, yeah, exactly. We got out of that one. That was a miracle. But just wait until they regress because it's coming. You know, it's just this fear is looming with that Packers defense. But I disagree with you guys on the Lions receivers and Sam Laporta. Um, so that is one area where I just think the Lions wait, offense is better. You think the Lions receivers are better than the Bucks? Yeah. Amon Raw? Mike Evans. He's, I know. I still it's think golf to Amon Raw. I and and then you've got Baker to Mike Evans. They're they're both really good. That's a tough call. Yeah. Uh, I I think Godwin's better than Khalif Raymond. I, I'd probably say that much. Uh, so, you know, there's depth that's, and overall talent. That's the difference. That's, that's, yeah. Yeah. That's the difference. There you go. The, the, the depth go. to me is the big thing. And and you can't you can't say enough about Kate Otten. You know, let's let's get uh our, our six shotted here that's as far guy. as that's concerned. Yeah, yeah, all that stuff. Uh, Okay, Texans-Ravens. This spread has also moved from Texans plus 8.5 to 9.5 with a total of 45.5. When we look at these three massive spreads, then the last one, uh, KC, there are only 2.5-point dogs to Buffalo. We mentioned that in the last segment. But we do Mm -hmm. have three massive dogs in this one. Is there any one dog likelier to pull off the outright upset than the others? Or are we going to see something chalky? Yeah, I mean, the Tampa Bay one's obvious because it's a shorter number. There's a big difference when you're going through the seven and you're touching 10 or nearly touching 10. There's just that massive gap. If I were to take the question and spin it to Houston or Green Bay, 
that's tough. That is mm-hmm. these are there two hotter quarterbacks than Love and Stroud right now in the NFL? God, no. <laughs> it's None. hard to figure. So which one's more likely? They're both mm-hmm. not likely, but either one of them could do it just because of the high level of play right now. Yeah, exactly. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we go off the board. Coming up on the BetQL Network.